Hey guys, Kyle back with Kyle Burrell's Unedited Podcast. It's episode number 35. Um, yep, right before Thursday Night Football, so I'm going to announce my prediction of that one right now. Uh, I have the Rams winning 27-20, and I also have the Rams minus one and a half tonight. So that's what I have in that one. Is there anything I forgot? There was one thing I forgot to do. Hold on a second. See, sorry about this. Was that post week four? Okay. Um, So we're going to get into, we got college football, week five headlines and discussions from this past week. Then we're going to get into my five. Uh, week six headlines and discussions. Then we'll do my uh, post week five power twenty six rankings. Then we'll get into spreads and games. Then we're gonna do overreaction or not NFL edition five for the NFC five for the AFC. Then we'll get an NFL this past week's headlines and discussions. And then my top five week five headlines and discussions spreads and games. Few combat sports headlines. Then we'll get into Wilder Fury three, which goes down this Saturday. Um, so college football: Bama and Georgia roll past their big quote unquote. Big test. Okay, so Bama beats, you know, Old Miss 42-21. I believe it was 42-7 at one point or 42-0. Georgia shuts out Arkansas. Beats them 37-0. They are both the two top team the they're the top two teams in the country, and it's it, there's a pretty big gap right now, I'd say. I say Penn State. I would say the teams that have a chance to still, I think the number three and four spots, whatever, you got Oklahoma, you got uh, Cincinnati, Penn State, Iowa, and I think Ohio State's still even there a little bit. Um, Michigan. Um, so, yeah, the Big Ten's got a lot. But, yeah, they rolled big wins by uh, both those teams. They look like the top two most superior teams right now. OU gets big road win at K-State. You know, they handled, after the first, you know, first half, I think it was 13-10, and I think at one point they were up was it 31-13, I think. So, I mean, they handled the game, it ended up being 37-31. OU got the win. Uh, they looked better, still not looking like the OU team I thought we, were, we would see at some point, but they still looked better. Cincinnati takes down Notre Dame at South Bend 24-13. I, that was one of my games of the week, and I took the spread on that. Cincinnati proved to me why they are a top four, top five team in the country. Stanford stuns Oregon overtime. Our Ducks playoff chance is done. <sighs> I wouldn't say completely done, but they're going to need a lot to happen. They're going to need a lot to happen now for them to get back in the playoff contention. For sure. Yeah, it's a bad loss. Bo Nix makes heroic plays. Auburn comes back and beats LSU in Death Valley. Unbelievable. Bo Nix made some plays. He made one of the greatest college football plays. Actually, he made one of the greatest football plays I've ever seen, I think. Rolled all the way right. Nobody there. Breaks a couple sack sack attempts. Rolls all the way left. Breaks a massive tackle. Throws the ball into the end zone for a touchdown. It was unbelievable. What a comeback by Auburn. LSU reeling. Cocho on the hot seat. Auburn comes back from being, I think they were 13-0 down. Even 16-7 at one point. 19-7 to win it 24-19. Unbelievable win by uh, Bo Nix and Auburn. Oklahoma State beats Baylor in Battle of Unbeatens. Are the Pokes legit? 
I'm not sold completely, but I do think they're better than what I thought they'd be this year. That's for damn sure. They're for damn sure a lot better than I thought. And they'll get their test. Baylor was a good test. They beat K-State the week before. You'll still, you'll still see Oklahoma and Texas. So my top five week six headlines slash discussions. Is Tex, is this Texas is this the year Texas beats OU in the Red River rivalry? <sighs> the way OU's playing, this is Texas this is a great chance for Texas to steal it. This is a great ch- chance for them to steal it and you know win out in the Big Twelve and be in the Big Twelve, you know, be in the Big Twelve championship. Um yeah, I think this is the year they could steal it. We'll talk about the predictions here in a bit, but this is the best year in a long time, I should say. Who can claim being Big Ten's best between Penn State and Iowa State? That's a massive game, unbelievable game. Uh, I do think the winner of that is clear the best team in the Big Ten and uh, rightful of a top-four spot when the when uh, the first college ball rankings come out. Which I don't remember when they do that. I want to say it's like after your first six games or seven games maybe, but who knows. But, yeah, it's a big one. Can Auburn slow down Georgia? Uh, not a prayer in my mind. Um I think their defense is good. I don't think they get shut out. I think they keep it definitely closer than Arkansas did. Does Kentucky stay rolling at home versus LSU? I think they do. I think Kentucky beats LSU. I don't Kentucky a massive win. Their defense is good. Very good. Um I think they I think they win by double figures at home versus LSU. Does Michigan keep showing they're legit at Nebraska? It's a big game. It's a huge game. I like Michigan. So here we go. My Post week five power twenty six college football rankings. Alabama one, Georgia two. This might be controversial. I have Oklahoma three. I still feel no reason to drop them yet. Yeah, they haven't played good, but they also haven't played bad enough to lose yet. Cincinnati four, Penn State five, Iowa six. Now I do think the winner of Penn State and Iowa, they'll probably jump into the top three. And then I'll have to make a decision on OU and Cincinnati, who I think deserves a lot of spot right now. Seven Ohio State, eight Michigan. So five through eight is the Big Ten. Nine, Notre Dame. Nothing to be shamed by by Notre Dame. Lost to Cincinnati, who's a good football team. Your quarterback's banged up. So uh, 11, BYU. 12, Oklahoma State. 13, Coastal Carolina. 14, Michigan State. 15, Ole Miss. 16, Arkansas. 17, Wake Forest. Is Wake Forest the highest ACC? They are. Wake Forest, I believe. They are the highest ACC team now. There's only... Three, four ACC teams in, and they're all at the bottom. 18, Auburn. Uh, 19, Kentucky. 20, Florida. 21, North Carolina State. 22, Baylor. 23, Texas. 24, Clemson. 25, Arizona State. And 26, Pitt. So here we go. Last week in the spreads, I was hot. 4-1. 15-10 overall. Bounced completely back. Oh, this is the games. My fault. Games went 4-1 last week. 15-10 overall. This week, number three, Oklahoma at number 24, Texas. I got OU 38-30. That game is at 12 p.m. Eastern time. Number 16, Arkansas at number 15, Old Miss, Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern as well. I got Old Miss 31-24. Number two, Georgia at number 19, Auburn, Saturday at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. I got Georgia 27-13. Number five, Penn State at number six, Iowa, Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern. I got Penn State 23, Iowa 20. This game was would have been a good game. This would be two. I think this would be battle of unbeaten's right now, if A uh, and M had their quarterback. But it is now number one Alabama at unranked A and M Saturday at eight p.m. Eastern. I got Alabama forty one seventeen. 
So my uh, week six top five spreads of the week went two and three last week. Um, 15, 10 overall, but here we go. I got Notre Dame minus one and a half at Virginia Tech. Uh, Michigan minus two and a half at Nebraska. Oklahoma minus three and a half at Texas. Georgia minus 13 and a half at Auburn. And Kentucky minus two and a half at home versus LSU. Oh, yeah, and uh, good luck to the U.S. men's team after this podcast. where That's where I'll be watching our uh, fourth FIFA World Cup qualifying match take on Jamaica tonight. So a big one there for the boys. Can't wait to go see that. Probably be 10 minutes late, though, to it. Uh, Not a massive podcast today, but next week we're hoping for a big one. Feedback on is what I think is going to happen. So that'll be – we'll get a two-, three-hour one next week. So overreaction or not, NFL edition, NFC. Cards are the favorites to come out of the NFC in the Super Bowl. Overreaction. I think the cards are very good. But if you ask me, I think there's still, you know, if you, if you, you know, when it comes down to the season, I do think the Cardinals are one of the best teams in the NFL. I do think they're one of the, you know, I, you know, we can skip ahead. I have them at second in my power 60 in NFL ranking. People can say whatever they want about that. It's my opinion. And I know it's going to get it'll get criticized, but I'm fine with that. I like it. I do not think they're the favorites. And if you know you're talking right now, I would still take the Cowboys over them. Um, it'd be tough to not take the Rams or the or the Bucks over them, even though I think the Cardinals right now are playing better than the Buccaneers. It'd be tough for me not to take the Buccaneers. So I'm going to say it is a slight overreaction. Cowboys are legit Super Bowl contenders. Not an overreaction at all. The Dallas Cowboys. Are Super Bowl contenders. And I know I'm a homer. But I think the Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the NFL. And I think they will win the Super Bowl this year. Bucks are simply just not as good as last year. It's not an overreaction. I don't think they're as good as last year. Does that mean they're not good enough to win the Super Bowl? No. I think that team was so good last year, though. They're No, they're definitely not as good as they were last year. So that is not an overreaction. 49ers will miss the playoffs again. Not an overreaction. I, I do think they'll miss the playoffs. Or 49ers will miss the playoffs again. Yeah, it's not an overreaction. I do think they'll miss the playoffs. Rodgers is still as good as ever. Definitely not an overreaction. Rodgers still a top three quarterback in the NFL. Chiefs are not a top three team in the AFC. Massive overreaction. Chill out. We're four games into the year, though. Chiefs will be fine. They're a team that you just have to chill. Not, that's a massive overreaction. Bills are by far the best team in the AFC. Overreaction. I don't think they're. I would take. The only thing that worries me is Baker injury. Baker's injury now. Hearing about that, started the season. I said the Chiefs and the Browns were the two best teams. I think I would even maybe favor the Ravens too right now. So yeah, I no. I think that's an overreaction. Steelers will end up having a top seven pick. Not an overreaction. I think they'll be very bad this year. I'm, I think they win like six, five, six, maybe seven games this year. Zach Wilson has been the most impressive rookie quarterback. Not an overreaction. I would agree. I think he has. I know he had the game with four picks and stuff, but I also think he's 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 trying to make the difficult throws in that offense. They're they're having him make difficult throws. It's not Mac Jones dink and dunk. I think he has been the most impressive. Jags should fire Urban Meyer. It's not an overreaction. It's, it pains me to say that because Urban's one of, if not my favorite coach of all time. But I think it's not an overreaction. I think it's already just done, which is sad to say. So here we go. Week four headlines and discussions. No, obviously from past week's game, past these past weekend's game. Cowboys stay rolling, beat unbeaten Panthers, thirty six twenty eight. Yeah, Cowboys look good. They were, they were dominating that game. Kind of took their, kind of took the foot off the gas pedal. Can't do that. Got to step on the necks. 
got to you got to show them. You know, we should end up winning that game 43, 46, 21 or something like that. But it's still a good win against an unbeaten team. Cardinal Shock Rams blow them out. I told everyone that game was going to be close and I really I th- I told everyone I said I told told some of my friends is like Cardinals money line. And they went out there and whooped their ass. Great win for the Cardinals. Rams tonight against Seattle. Chiefs get back on track. Beat Eagles 42-30. The offense is still there. It's the offense. As long as they don't turn the ball over, they're going to be fine. It's just the defense giving up 30. But here's what this defense has to do. Hold teams to field goals instead of giving up seven. Wilson impresses, impresses gets Jets first win over the Titans. Gets Jets their first win over the Titans, 27-24 in OT. He did impress. Like I said, I think he's been the most impressive quarterback so far. Packers stay rolling, beat Steelers 27-17. Remember, relax. Aaron Rodgers still that guy. Tom Brady edges Belichick in the Pats in homecoming game 1917. Yeah, it wasn't the best game to watch. Weather was shitty. But, you know, you had Tom make a final drive down there for a touchdown. Then you had Mac make a pretty solid drive. Fourth and three. Set a bill going for it. Kicks 56-yarder. Can't blame Nick Folks made 48 field goals in a row, 50, 100 field goals in a row, something like that. No, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, I mean, Folk made, I think, 36, 37 field goals in a row. Why not give him the chance? Ball just turned a little left on him, hit off the post. Great game. Defense a struggle, if you like those. All right, top five, week five headlines and discussions. Can Rams bounce back at Seattle tonight? I think they do. I have them winning. It's going to be tough, tough environment, but I do think they win tonight. Who will be a bigger title threat after Browns Chargers? We can, look, we can look ahead a little bit. I have the Chargers beating the Browns 24-20. So I think the Chargers are going to get it done against Cleveland. Baker's shoulder and Odell's injuries really worry me. Can Bengals show they're legit and beat Green Bay? Don't think so and don't count on it. Will Cards stay unbeaten and spoil Trey Lance's first start? It's supposed to be his first start, I guess. It's not for sure right now. I put that in there. They'll spoil it and they'll beat them. Chiefs, Bills, that's all I got to say. That is going to be fun Sunday goddamn night. So here we go, my post Week 4, Power 16 NFL rankings at 1. Yeah, fuck off. The Dallas Cowboys. They are rolling. The defense is playing great. And again, people are like, well, they're de- come on, their defense isn't top 10. Okay, you don't. You need to be, if the Cowboys are on 12 to 16 in defense and they have the number one offense, that's that's plenty of that's plenty of okay. And uh, they are the number one offense in my opinion, and they have a top 15 defense. So I think that's okay. Cardinals at 2. I have to put them at 2. They smoke the Rams. Um, Rams at three, Bucks at four. So my top four teams are all NFC. Then we're going Chiefs at five. Hate all you want. Bills at six. Packers at seven. Browns at eight. Uh, Ravens at nine. Um, Chargers at 10. Raiders at 11. Seahawks at 12. Titans 13. You know, I people probably some people are like, damn, Titans are still in your top 16. They didn't have Julio or AJ Brown either. That, that hurts you, no matter what anyone wants to say. Uh, Titans 13, Niners 14, Panthers 15, Bengals 16. Pains me to say the Bengals, to be honest. That's honestly just, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I was going to do this. Let's think about, we're going to go through, the, basically, obviously, if this was a normal 16-game season, this would be the quarter, you know, into the first quarter of the regular season games. So, so let's just go through the first, basically the first quarter. Offensive MVP to me has to go to Kyler Murray. Defensive MVP, I would go Trayvon Diggs. Um, you know, we just did the rankings. Obviously, I think the Cowboys have been the best team through uh, four weeks. The 
best head coach. I'm going to go with Matt Rule has been the best head coach. I think a lot of people, including myself, thought the Panthers would maybe win four games this year. So I think Matt Rule would be my best coach. You know, I think he would definitely be just the best coach through week four. Um, you know, position for position, it's tougher. Quarterback, I'd still stick uh, Murray, who's been the best through four games, who's not the best quarterback, who's the best running back. Uh, you probably go Derrick Henry. I'd say Derrick Henry or Zeke. It'd be one of them, in my opinion. Uh, wide receiver, Cooper Cup would be my best wide receiver. Tight end. If Gronk would have played against the Pats I pro- and he would have had a good game, I probably would have said Gronk, but I'm still going to say Kelsey, right? I think guys still Kelsey. Defensive back, Diggs. Defensive lineman. It's been Miles Garrett, in my opinion. Linebacker? Hmm. That's a bit tougher. I'll still probably go Freak Show Fred. Fred Warner. Obviously, Justin Tucker get get the nod for special teams award through four weeks with a 66-yard game winner. Um, two teams that have surprised me the most... Try to do one in each division, one in each conference. So, so the NFC surprised me the most. I'm honestly, I want to say the Cardinals, but I'm going to say the Panthers. I mean, three and one, your only losses to the Cowboys, who I think are the number one team, and you didn't have McCaffrey. I'm going to say the Panthers have been the biggest surprise in the NFC. Cardinals right there tailing them. Uh, NFC disappointment, got to be the Minnesota Vikings. Unreal. I had them as my dark horse. They were my dark horse sleeper. Like, if I had to choose one dark horse, that, a team that didn't win their division, who would I think would win the Super Bowl? I, would, I took the Vikings for the NFC. Golly. Uh, AFC, biggest surprise. Probably the Bengals, I guess. Even though I think they're overrated. Actually, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Raiders are a big surprise. Raiders and Bengals. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean Raiders. I'm going to say, but the Raiders bigger than Cincinnati, though. Actually, you probably gotta go to Cincinnati because people would think that the Raiders, with you know having Gruden and shit, yeah, we're probably gonna go. Cincinnati's the biggest surprise at three and one, biggest disappointment. Guess it's not really for me. I mean, it's got to be Pittsburgh, right? Miami. Hold on, I think I have my. Uh, do I have my rankings? Okay, so I mean, I have the Steelers at eight and nine, the Dolphins at nine and eight. The Patriots are honestly a disappointment for me anyway. Oh, no, my bad. The Colts. The Colts are my biggest disappointment by far. Yeah, honestly, I'm going to have to say the Bengals are my biggest surprise because I had them at 5-12. and 12. You know. See, I'm going to go Bengals is my biggest surprise and Colts is my biggest disappointment. And then in the NFC, it's definitely Vikings' biggest disappointment. Panthers' biggest surprise for me, for sure. Definitely the biggest surprise. All right. Spreads and games. Here we go. NFL spreads and game prediction. Last week I went 11-5. So, I mean, since the 6-10, I've been 11-5, 12 4 11-5, 40-24 overall. Obviously, we said tonight I got Rams over Seahawks, 27-20. Jets, Falcons, London game, early start time, 9-30 a.m. Eastern. I can't believe I'm going to do this. I had this picked, and then I, you know, 20 minutes ago, I realized who wasn't playing. 
go to my NFL games. Let's go tight, though. I think this game goes, still goes tight. I'm taking the Jets now over the Falcons, 31-30, with no Ridley or no Russell Gage. Give me the give me the Jets, 31-30. Broncos at Steelers. Drew Locke's playing. Steelers bounce back 24-16. These are the Sunday early games, so 1 p.m. Eastern. Packers at Bengals. Give me Packers, 31-23. Patriots at Texans. Patriots, 24-13. Titans at Jags. Still don't know if Julio and A.J. Brown are playing. I'm going to lean Titans here, but it could – this. It'll, I will change it before. Obviously, I won't have a podcast for Sunday, but these could be changed, especially on injuries. If you know the Titans, if the Titans are without playing AJ and Julio again, I'm going Jags. But right now, I'm going Titans 27-23. Lions at Vikings. Vikings need a win. They get one here 24-20. Dolphins at Bucks 31-16. Bucks. Saints at Skins. Give me Saints 23-20. Sunday midday games. Bears at Raiders. Give me Raiders 31 or 30-21. Browns at Chargers, Chargers 24-20. Cardinals at Niners, 31-21 Cardinals. Giants at Cowboys, Cowboys 34-20. And I got a basically a repeat of Chiefs-Rams from three years ago. Bills-Chiefs, Chiefs 41-38. Monday Night Football, Colts at Ravens. Give me Ravens 27-17. Spreads, again, we stayed under 500, went 3-2, and two, but we're improving still. So we're 3-2 and two last week of 9-11 overall. This week got the Rams minus 1.5 tonight. Packers minus three and a half uh, at Cincinnati. Cowboys minus six and a half at home versus the Giants. Steelers minus one versus Broncos. Panthers minus three and a half versus the Eagles. A couple combat sports headlines before we get into Fury and Wilder three. Like I said, this one's gonna be a shorter podcast. Um, I'd really I left NBA and soccer out of it. Uh, Soccer and I'm gonna be probably doing Monday or Tuesday will be a pure combat sports one with probably some soccer mixed in. Then later that week is when I'll will probably be, ooh, probably be Thursday night, Thursday night or Wednesday night. We'll be doing the podcast with Fee hopefully. So yeah, so boxing got three for or three for boxing, uh, four for MMA, and then we'll get into Fury Wilder three. Uh, winner of Fury Wilder will take on Dillian White next. Yeah, well, I mean it makes sense because now AJ and Usyk are definitely going to fight next, and I bet that doesn't happen until January or February. And Dillian White's been the interim champ for like two years. Uh, Paul, Tommy Fury, even though the back and forth reportedly close to a deal. So it's going to be good to get that. Uh, Lomachenko's back December 20th at MSG against Richard Comey. That should be a good one. I just really want to see Loma versus Tiafimo Lopez rematch though. MMA, UFC playing a super card for UFC 270 on January 22nd of 2022. Nganu versus Gon for the undisputed heavyweight title. Izzy versus Rob 2 for the middleweight title, and then Nate Diaz versus Vicente Luque, five-rounder. Sign me up. That, that is unbelievable. <clears throat> and you know they're going to add on a few more decent ones. <laughs> Patricio Pitbull vacates the lightweight belt. Now his brother, Patricky Pitbull, will fight Peter Quilly of SBG, training partner of Conor McGregor, in a rematch will be for the vacant lightweight belt. Queely won the last uh, fight they fought by TKO. They will now fight for the vacant title. Can't wait. Let's go, Peter. Get it done for SBG. Bring that belt home. I believe he does get that done. Will, Vo- will Volk versus Cejudo be next, or will Dana White hold the grudge? Here's what I'm going to talk about this Dana White holding the grudge thing. Dana's not too fond. He was really pissed off at GSP for a few, for a few years when a guy wins the title, and then he vacates it. You know, it's not like retirement. You know, GSP was plan was what he told Dana White. 
I'm going to come back and I'm going to fight for a while. I'm going to defend this title after I win it. You know, and Cejudo just randomly vacates the belt, kind of leaves the division up in the air. It's like weird. So we'll see. I hope he doesn't hold a grudge. I just want to see this happen. Why not? Why not? Let's just do it. Uh, Charlie Allos versus Dusty, a go for UFC 269 on December 11th, early prediction. Oh, this fight could go back and forth for me. I'm leaning. If Poirier wins, I think, see, I think it's a stoppage late either way. Late third or fourth, fifth round stoppage. Poirier gets a TKO. Oliveira gets a submission. Don't know yet, though. Wilder Fury 3. So the first question, I saw this on Twitter, and this is a good question. What do the I didn't have this on here until I saw this on Twitter. What do the pay-per-view buys do? This again, this is a great question. Because you look at the two fights, even though the first one was a draw, it doesn't matter what the judges said. It matters what the public think too. Now, obviously, for record-wise, the judges, whatever they said matters. But for viewership of this, the public eye matters. And if you would ask most people, myself included, I think Wilder has won all of two rounds in 19 possible that he's fought in Fury. I think most people would say, some people would say, you know, maybe he's won four. Okay, let's just say that. So he's lost four of the 19 rounds, but I'm going to go with mine. He's lost two. He's lost 17 of 19 rounds against this guy. In the first fight, you know, Fury, in my opinion, was just, it was still kind of rusty, but he outboxed him. He outpointed him. He, the only rounds he lost were the rounds he was dropped. The second fight was just a f- nightmare for Wilder, man. Just, just murked and, and just beaten all around the cage for seven rounds. So how does that sell when you've won two out of 19 rounds in the 19 possible rounds you fought Tyson Fury? And the last seven were not good. The last seven, you were beaten, bruised, and battered and bloodied. It's going to be interesting to see how it sells. Because this is why the fight doesn't make sense to me for Fury. You've already whooped his ass 17 out of 19 rounds that you have fought him. What are, what's in it? I know to end the, you say to end this. To finally just put a stamp on it in this rivalry and retire this guy. Alright, I guess we're going to see the buys. We'll see the buys at some point. But geez, I'm, that's what I'm worried about. Is this it for Wilder if he loses? I wouldn't say it. Because I still think there's something for big heavyweight knockout artists, even if they get figured out by a guy like Tyson Fury. Who else is going to figure him out, though? Maybe Usyk probably would. But let's just theoretically say Fury wins, like I think he will. And then Usyk beats Joshua again. I would still pay top goddamn dollar to see Joshua Wilder. You both have lost multiple fights now. Technically, probably three apiece. I would still love to see it, though. Why not? Why not do it? But uh, he's he's hinted at retirement. Uh, this is it of him winning titles, for sure. He'll never win a title again. What should Wilder and Fury's game plan be? Okay, so for Wilder, move. So it's kind of it's gonna it's kind of similar for both guys. If you're Wilder. I guess I wouldn't say it's similar because, okay, for Fury, it's simple. Same thing. Heavy pressure. Heavy pressure. Clenching. Leaning on him. Body shots. Shots to the body. Work in the body. Work in the jab. Big overhand right. For Wilder, it's setting traps. Is he smart enough to do that? We're going to have to find out. He needs to be able to sit down on his punches. Boom. Plop. 
and throw the right. Not throw the right off his back foot where it hasn't done enough power. He needs to set straps where he can, boom, put the feet down and catch Fury coming in. That's what he's got to do. I just don't know if he's good enough to do that. That's the problem. So if it all goes to hell, plan A, B, C's out. You got to march forward and just start trying to land. Hopefully get him tired somehow. I know he doesn't get tired, but put pressure on him, I guess. Hopefully you can land one of them big bombs. That's real. I just don't see how he wins. Official prediction. So the last one was seven round knockout, right? First one was a decision. Obviously, he should have went Fury's way, but it went to a draw. I think it's I think what we're gonna see is we're gonna see we're gonna see Fury really pushing pushing the action again. Oh, no, no, sorry. The first two, three rounds, we're gonna really see Fury using the jab, counter striking on his back foot on the bike, letting Wilder come to him, unload big shots. I think he's then, you know, starting in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, Fury start up and up he'll he'll up the he'll up the pressure. Come after him, get him tired. I think gets another late finish. I'm gonna go Fury via ninth round. Yeah, Fury via ninth round win. Ninth round knockout, Tyson Fury. That's my prediction. I think he knocks him out in the ninth. I think it's still not close. You know, I think maybe the early rounds you argue, okay, well Fury Wilder's moving forward, no damage, okay. But after that, once Fury starts to ramp up the pressure, it'll be dominant. Going into the ninth round, I see it being like 6-2 or 7-1 Fury. Wilder's desperate. Fury catches him with something big, puts him out. Not sure if he knocks him out, but I think he puts him away, beating him up to where the ref just stops and says, okay, we've seen enough. You're beaten up again. Um, and uh, I think that's that's it. I think I think Fury definitely gets it done. I don't see a way Wilder wins unless he gets real lucky. But to me, if he couldn't knock him out the first time, the first time they ever fought, if he wasn't going to knock out Tyson Fury then, I don't see how he ever knocks out Tyson Fury. But we'll be back next week, hopefully twice next week. I'll have to talk to my good buddy, uh, Colton Fee. We'll see what he's doing, see what the plan is for that. NBA's coming up October 20th, so we'll definitely want to dive into some stuff. But uh, thank you all for listening. Peace.